0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Radio Geonosis, where we talk about Star Wars from a certain point of view. I'm Angie. I'm Jim. And today we're going to be talking about Star Wars comics yep. and how they play a part in the Star Wars world. Yep. But before we do that, we're going to be talking about some hot happenings that are going on this week. So for me, my hot happening was, now this was a story that came up and I thought, hmm, I'm going to write this down. Disney actively discouraging people from visiting the new Star Wars galaxy. I don't know about that area in Disneyland last quarter pushing domestic park attendance down 3%. Now, I really don't think that that's a true story or even a true statement because they really do want to push the galaxy and you know they want people to be involved right right so that's what was kind of puzzling to me yeah another thing that kind of came up was kids are not into star wars and that could be partially true that could be partially true star wars is struggling with to win over the next generation of kids um for the french it could be troubling for the franchise but i you know i kind of i don't i don't know um, Hollywood saw the uh, the rise of attendance for, um, oh, Ho- Universal Studios saw the rise of attendance for the Harry Potter, for Harry Potter experience. Right, right. But it could be because they do have like a Harry Potter magical thing going on, dark magic thing right. going on yeah, right the, now. Yeah, the... So that's probably why. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons that I think that maybe kids are not, some kids, are not really getting into Star Wars is because, I mean, and this is going to sound sexist, so please don't take it as this, but there isn't really a guy that the kids can relate to. Mm-hmm. They have Kylo Ren, but as far as the good guys, there's not a, 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 like a Luke Skywalker, because Luke Skywalker was killed in the last movie. If you haven't right. seen it, I'm really sorry. But I, <laughs> <laughs> that I just let that out. But,
1: oh, spoiler alert. But yeah. I
0: think that there isn't a, a character that they that boys can say, hey, you know what I mean? I can be that. Well,
1: um, you do have Poe Dameron, and you do have Finn, okay? So that's actually two. But not, they're not uh, the... They're not the hero, hero Exactly. But you know what? They're part of the big three, and it's just like Han Solo being a favorite over Luke. A lot of people like Han over Luke, but... Or
0: do kids just like Fortnite?
1: Or whatever, you know? <laughs> and the, the other thing you got to consider today, particularly today... Um, compared to say 40 years ago or 30 years ago or whenever is that there is a lot more out there to like and and it's not oh, just you're right. it's not just Fortnite like you just mentioned Harry Potter people are going to Harry Potter world because Harry Potter is a huge thing you know Lord of the Rings became a huge thing in the early 2000s because of the films um And so, and like everything's turning into a franchise of some kind. Yes. And then you have the Marvel superheroes and the movies and the comics and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's. Maybe there's just too many things to put in your shopping cart. Well, you know, (laughs) that's the thing. I mean, as a Star Wars fan myself, I I focus on Star Wars. I don't buy Marvel comics for the Marvel superheroes. I, I like them. I enjoy them. But I'm not putting a lot of money into it, um. So really, I think it's just, it's just, to me, an overabundance of bounty, really, in terms of, of, of geek culture. It's just everywhere. Um, I do want to speak to um, the park attendants at Disneyland. A um, couple of things. A, um, Galaxy's Edge has very good crowd control. Um, I have friends who work in the park, so I know things. I I don't drink and know things, but I do know things. <laughs> um, and 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 crowd control is very specific. And I do know that people who've been going to Galaxy's Edge either regularly, who have annual passes and that sort of thing, um, Galaxy's Edge does go to capacity. They do they do top it off, and you do have, sometimes have a wait to get in.
0: Maybe that maybe that is discouraging people to to go back. And I want to I don't want to really see this. You know that. I, I don't, like I said, I don't really, these these two stories, I don't really count as, you know, as viable, you know, they're, well they uh, can I be, think they're just, you know. They can be debunked. Yeah. You know, they can be
1: debunked. Yeah. And, I
0: just thought it was interesting. And, I know, do know that their, that their sales are down and they, did it, they are, it's not what they expected. I, well, I've seen that.
1: I think part of the problem is actually just keeping things in stock because once they sold like a bunch of stuff, like the lightsabers, for example, the 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 Savvy's lightsaber experience. They actually had, uh, Disney had to cut back on selling spare parts, because you could buy the, the, the metal parts for the lightsabers as spare pieces. They call it scrap metal. And for like 20 bucks a piece, you can get, you know, all the different parts. And then, but they had to cut back on that, because they were selling so many of the lightsaber experiences, And they need to keep the parts for those experiences so they can continue to. Oh, people were, you think people are buying parts to maybe. Well, to complete their collection because they want to, you know, they'll get like the original saber that they build through Savi's, you know, lightsaber shop. But they was like, oh, I want an extra piece so I can, you know, modify my saber and do other things. As they can get other parts and you can do that. Or at least they were doing it right now. I think they've cut that off for now. Um, also, they ran out of white and yellow kyber crystals. Wow. They, they sold them out. So, yeah, their sales are going to go down because right now they're out of stock. And it's been taking them a little bit to restock. And I think, um, you know, as of this recording um, right now, today is August 14th, 2019. Um, I do not know what the current stock levels of the various things are. Like right now, I personally am interested in a sabac deck you've know? you
0: said that we need to go because yeah. even if even if attendance is down that's a time to strike. Oh well, yeah. when the fires <laughs> strike like the coals. Uh,
1: <laughs> just as an example though with the Sebattics they're 1499 and they sold out and they took them a long time to restock. I think they have some right now. But the thing is you know you go on um Uh, Sales sites like eBay or where people are ridiculous, they're reselling them for three and four times the price.
0: That's ridiculous, and then there's
1: a shipping charge on top of that. So, so, yeah, so and if park attendance is down, um, and and there has been talk of park attendance being down. I think there's an interview with Bob Iger about it. Um, people are a little afraid of going because they were afraid that it was going to be so packed, and actually, actually been the opposite. And um, you know, for people who plan trips to go to Disney, you know, like they're spending money to drive or fly right. to Anaheim, stay at the hotels, and all these things cost money naturally. So if 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 the Galaxy's Edge attraction is not completely open right now, the second ride's still not open right, yet. Right, right, and, and I and... think
0: that could be kind of a discourage or discourager. discourager of... Yeah of maybe going, oh, we'll wait till January when both rides open.
1: Exactly. And I have, you know, I've heard of other folks going, yeah, we'll wait until 2020 so we can experience both rides at the same time for people, you know, planning trips. And because um, uh, uh, Orlando's opening up in the next couple of weeks, I, I can't remember what day it is, but it's at the end of August, that'll actually... Adjust some of the flow because people who live on the east side they're going to want to go to Florida and and see
0: because both rides will be open. No, not yet.
1: No, just one. It'll still only have Smuggler's Run, and their uh, uh, Rise of the Resistance ride is opening in December. Oh wow! But at least. Galaxy's Edge will be open there so as well. So you'll have
0: two different places.
1: So, Even yeah.
0: The East Coast folks can go there. Right,
1: if they want to go there. And, 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 the, and the traffic flow will be different. Right. Because it's in it's in Disney's Hollywood Studios there, as opposed to here, it being in Disneyland. So, I think it'll balance out in the end, and, and, there, and, and, and attendance may rise. But like I said, Galaxy's Edge has been peaking and filling to capacity. So it's not a problem, I don't think.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm like, Man, this. I, I wrote it down, but leave it to Jim to help debunk that story. Oh. Also, um, we did a, an event. Jim did the event at the Big Bear Renaissance Fair, which was absolutely fabulous. Yeah, if
1: you go to Big Bear, California, uh, they had a renaissance fair. Uh, it's not a huge one, but it's a fun one. And It looked
0: really cool. And we
1: did a show. Um, we had 11 people. And eight of the people were killed in the show. But talk about use of
0: of all the characters at one time. It was a very good show, put together very well. I loved all the fight scenes. Jim had how many? Three. Three.
1: Three, Three yeah.
0: fight scenes. So I really like that. We also did the market, um, 760 Market, which we're going to be doing again October the 4th. So keep that date open we're going to and this time we're going to have I'm going to make sure we have an easy up in our own area because we didn't have that right right. so I want to make sure we have that this time but it was it was a big success and City of Adelanto is super happy did you know that the next day people lined up to be there again Mm-hmm. not real they thought it was a weekend thing
1: oh, and they, they actually
0: came back the next day for it
1: and it's like well, we're not here yeah <laughs> so
0: they're going to do it again cuz well, and they're going to do really it cool. like an octoberish kind of thing so you know like wow. a almost like a Halloween-y kind of yeah. you know event oh, so yeah
1: i'm looking forward to that yeah i thought fun. that
0: was great also um my husband became a member of the fibo first this past it was last week, okay. and then I've now got him all signed up for to do events. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he is more of a Star Wars reading fan. He loves the books, mm-hmm. absolutely loves the books. It's he it's going to be a little bit before he can really feel comfortable in the costume. Right, I, right. I'm going to sign him up for an event next month, and I told him I'm going to this same event with Rebel Legion, and so um he is going to be his costume is grand moff tarkin which yeah. is perfect he's yeah. perfect for that we need
1: more tarkins we don't have a lot of them and i don't i don't think we have a regular tarkin in socal g- garrison to my knowledge I, I think the the guy that
0: is the costume that the the crl that i looked at it was um i i'm not sure where he was from rebel legion is i mean uh 501st huge so it's hard to know exactly where the guy was from. I didn't look, uh-huh. but I'm also going to join. Um, I'm going to uh, do the uh, director of intelligence. I forgot her name. Yes, Zard. Yes, I'm going to do that one. That's
1: the red uniform yes. with the black hair and the stripe. And yeah, but you have I get two a... color eyes and red eyes. Yeah. Well, no, one's one, one eye's red. The other one's blue. Blue.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank God, I have both those contacts. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, uh,
0: But I think that'd be kind of cool, you yeah, know?
1: She's a good character. She's yeah. really fun.
0: Alright, so Jim has some other hot happening, so let's get to that.
1: Well, um, there have been a few things happening this week. Um, I'm going to start off today. Um, Star Wars Resistance, the animated show, has dropped their Season 2 trailer today. It looks amazing. Um, there's all your favorites have shown up. And we're seeing a couple other um, interesting little characters. The Crimson is in there, who wears the red helmet. Uh, you see him in uh, Maz Kanata's castle, I believe. Oh, wow. In um, episode seven. Uh, I'm
0: going to have to go watch that again, even though this and, is not.
1: Uh,
0: Force Awakens.
1: Yeah, that's the Force Awakens.
0: The Last Jedi is the one I have a really hard time watching. It no, sure. it's okay. It's no, okay. Sure. Well, anyway, <laughs> but um, anyway, but
1: and and, and um, there's some interesting stuff going on that you see in the trailer, which looks really good. So hopefully, uh, I believe it. Uh, the show starts on October sixth. Oh wow! Um, so it'll show up on. Um, I'm sure it'll show up in uh, where it was before. Disney Now and Disney Plus and, and then Disney streaming
0: is coming in, and, in November, right? Right,
1: And then I'm sure it'll start showing up on there as well. Um, we've got um, the Sith Trooper action figure that was released at Comic-Con. Right. In the red box. Well, the black box version is coming out in September. Wow. Uh, you can order it online, uh, available September 4th. And then um, it'll start appearing in stores on September 10th. Get ready for that stuff to wipe out. Um, and let's see here. We got all ten Star Wars movies are going to have a physical re-release.
0: I heard that in
1: September. Um,
0: on Blu-ray,
1: right? Blu-ray and digital. Um, they're doing all new covers. That, that they're you know kind of like a, a theme so that they all look similar. You know. Um, so episodes one through eight plus Solo plus Rogue One.
0: That's a must-have.
1: And then um, I'm not sure if they're also doing a, a separate DVD box as well. It would be cool if they did a box set. That would be nice. Um, I'm waiting for episode nine to get done so we can have all nine movies as a box set. Well,
0: that maybe that's what they'll wait for. Yeah, that's what I would like
1: to do. But you know, but uh, but these uh, but those covers are really nice. I've seen them. Uh, they look pretty good, um, and right. I think. Um, the the art's really nice. It's like a it's kind of a monochrome color, so like blue or red or whatever, right. and um, and then it has all of the you know characters and stuff related to that film on the front. It's kind of a montage kind of poster kind of thing, similar to similar to the Drew Struzan posters from the prequels. Um, it would be cool to
0: have a box set with everything in it, like. Rogue One and Solo to oh, have yeah. it all in there because I when when I saw at Celebration they had that big banner. And they had everything on there yeah, yeah it made me really happy because they're recognizing the clone wars oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, recognize yeah. solo they recognize rogue one and, all and, these uh, stories yeah they
1: recognize rebels as well yes you know, era was, was in there
0: it was like very impressive i love that poster so I, right. I, 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 I saw it at comic-con and i wanted it so bad i but just I need a house Fifty no it was a smaller version well. of it
1: I want the big one, so I can have a, <laughs> I want a 200-foot house, so I can just hang it on the wall, but, but the poster's Just I, a I, long
0: hallway, you Yeah. know, yeah.
1: Um, Also, um, did you ever do Barbies?
0: Yeah, back in the day, I had a skipper. Well, mm-hmm.
1: guess what? You can do Star Wars Barbies now. No! Yes. When? Um, They will be available November 18th. Is through Mattel? Through Mattel. You can pre-order them now. There are three types. You have a Vader Barbie. Oh, no. An R2 D2 themed Barbie. And then you have a Leia themed Barbie. But it's Barbie. But it's Barbie. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. So, I think I would like the Leia Barbie.
1: Yeah, the Leia Barbie uh, is going to look most like Leia and um, dark hair, brown eyes. Um, it's basically the, the episode four costume. Oh, wow. Um, the R2-D2 themed one is Barbie in a dress, but it has, like, the R2-D2 front on the, like, the upper part of her dress. And uh, the rest of it, you know, it's just kind of white and blue themed. And then the Vader one is kind of like a, you know, kind of a mashup of a Vader costume and a dress.
0: Like a lot of us wear. Right, right, <laughs> basically, yeah.
1: Um, be prepared. They're going to be 100 bucks a piece. Oh. So... And like you said, right now they're available for pre-order online and then they'll be available on That's there. the
0: hard part, you know, I when when I see things like at Comic-Con or whatever, because I was over by the um, by the Weta Workshop yeah. and they had a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff that I really wanted, but the price was just like, mm, I can't do it. Yeah. And so on the other side, they had um, a lot of the Star Wars stuff and I really wanted, I wanted so much from oh, yeah. over there, but even the Ahsoka window cover, but I'm not going to spend $35 for it. Well, you no, know, no. and that's the hard part is like, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I buy, I need to buy a dress for, for a wedding that I'm going to. And I wanted it star Wars themed. And, uh, but they didn't really, the dress I wanted was completely sold out. So I was really sad about that. And that was, um, the, uh, the purple dress. Ha, ha, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? She, Oh, Amalyn Holdo. Yeah.
1: Holdo. She's in episode eight. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've seen that dress. It's nice. Yeah, it's if beautiful. I was a girl, But I'd I found one. It, I but... found a
0: dress that has ships on it. Oh, that's cool. Yes, it's a black dress with, with ships on it. And my husband said, you're going to wear that to the wedding? I said, oh, heck yeah.
1: We need to hook you up with Holly Fry. <laughs> she makes her own dresses, and she makes her own custom fabric as well. Oh, that's cool. That has, like, Star Wars characters or whatever. She's really cool. Um, uh, if you listen to the Full of Sith podcast, say hi to Holly. She's really cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, also we have... Two, two new books dropped okay. as well. Um, a Crash of Fate by Zoraida Cordoba, and that is um, a Galaxy's Edge book. It's a novel. It's about 300, 250, 300 pages. Um, I don't know anything about it yet because I have yet to read it. I got it. It's on my Kindle. Um, also Star Wars Myths and Fables by George Mann which is basically it's a take on like fairy tales and, and, oh, wow. and myths and stuff from the point of view of the Star Wars universe. So uh, tales and stuff like that. It's not necessarily about the heroes. It's just stuff in the Star Wars universe with the kind of the folklore kind of twist. Um, hey, come back. Jim going through his notes. Okay, <laughs>
0: notes.
1: Yes, my screen went off. And and those books are available now. Um, Excuse me. And also, Black Spire Outpost, which is another Galaxy's Edge novel, by Delilah Dawson, is due out next week on the 24th. So I'm
0: going to have to get... I already have a closet full of the Legends or the EU, Extended Universe. I have everything from Extended Universe, so now I'm going to have to start all over again.
1: Yeah. And finally... A new book was announced that is coming out in November and it's called um, Secrets of the Jedi by Mark Sumerak and basically it is the history of the Jedi Order as told by Luke Skywalker.
0: I'm really hoping that they kind of keep some of the old lore that was from the extended universe I'm really hoping that they keep that but remember you know, he only knows what he knows. Well, yeah, he yeah. doesn't know anything prior to his birth. He he only knows what was in that tree, right? The whatever books th- that were yeah, in the tree, the, the they, sacred
1: Jedi text. And, and they yeah. could
0: be they could be base. Hopefully, we'll see what that's all about in the next movie because they made it a point to show when Ray opened up that thing in the ship. In she the, has the books, right? She has the books, but she was smart to take them. But hopefully, we're gonna ex- we're gonna extend on that. We'll be able to, she'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to see a little bit of that.
1: There was um, there was a little taste of it actually in the Poe Dameron comic. Really, right at the uh, the last like one or two issues, because the last one or two issues take place after Episode Eight, and it actually shows C three PO translating the books and reading them to Ray.
0: Wow, I really I really hope that. I really hope that they put that in to the movies, but see that leads us into what we're talking about today—the right. the comics, because the comics seem to fill all the gaps in the in the movies and oh, in the books.
1: Oh, definitely. And there's a you know there's a huge history behind Star Wars comics, particularly in association with Marvel comics.
0: Exactly. And since um,
1: 1977. That is true. Um, when George was putting together Star Wars. One of the things that he did when he signed the contracts to make the movie, he he basically signed away his director's fee, you know, which is usually through the director's guild and whatever. Well, he
0: was really banking on this movie.
1: And what he wanted to keep was the merchandising rights and things like toys and the things that, you know, the the movie companies in the 1970s did not care about in the least. So like, oh sure, you can have those. Nobody makes money on that anyway. Right. So Lucas is like, okay, cool. And,
0: and also same thing with the toy company, right. because they they allowed him to, to take this certain percentage where they only made a small percent of the toys because he was like a visionary where he saw
1: where it was going right, or right. where it could go. Right. So um, but basically in 1976, um I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Charles Lippincott. who's the guy in charge of, of um, licensing back then. But um, but him and another guy went to visit Stanley, who was actually running Marvel Comics back in the day, and in, in the 70s. And during that time, in the 1970s, comic sales were dropping. Um, they weren't as popular, um, probably because of the whole, uh, well, the Vietnam War was happening and a lot of movies were drifting towards negative anti-hero kind of stuff and comics were not that you know they had superheroes that were positive and, and all that so comics were kind of dropping at the time
0: i think in back in 1977 we were the movies that we were seeing are more of like family issues they were more um like saturday night fever they were more they were different. They were oh. not based on superhero.
1: Oh no, no, no. Well, Not at definitely. all. definitely. And also, it was just like thing. Like the Godfather came out in 1974. It was a, you know, it was about the mob. Okay? Right. And and then, and then you had like Gone in 60 Seconds, and you had Bullet, and you had um, Dirty Harry, and a lot Scarface. of Scar, Scarface. Star Starface. Well, Scarface was later. It was in the 80s. A little bit later. Okay. But um, but anyway. Uh, so the comic industry was kind of.
0: taking a a dive in a lull
1: (laughs) and stan was not terribly enthused about doing a star wars comic at the time he was like i don't really want to do that you know i don't have the resources to push it and you know i'm not sure where it was going it took a second visit uh, by Lucasfilm Ramps to convince him, you know, let's give it a shot and see. George really wants this. Let's get this let's done. Let's try it. Well, George <laughs> yeah. was a no-name back then, so saying he wanted something didn't really mean anything They're like, anything who the heck is this guy? Remember, know? he only had one popular movie by then, and that was American Graffiti. Yeah. That was it. But it was terrific. Oh, of course I tell it was. You, it
0: was one of my favorites. But,
1: um, so anyway, um, Stan said, fine, we'll take a, a gamble and we'll try it. And issue one of Star Wars uh marvel came out in april of 1977 actually came out before the movie did
0: along with the book right
1: uh the The... novel the novelization from the book from del rey came out in november of 1976 if i'm not mistaken wow and i actually read it before i saw the movie wow yeah so you knew what to expect well you know i didn't know what to see in terms of visually, oh, that's all, true
0: because we it, had never seen anything like right, that. Right, it was before. just a
1: novelization. So it's in your right. head,
0: you're you're imagining maybe something else. Yeah, there was
1: only a couple of images, and the the very very first trailer that came out Nothing during like the holidays of 1976, you know, a boy, a girl, a million years in the making, you know, and and you know the rest. Of, and there was only a couple of shots in that. show. Man, they
0: threw some breadcrumbs out, and they were hoping everybody took it.
1: Yeah, and um, but anyway, <laughs> it released. And it sold, and then when the movie hit and it blew up, then the comics really sold, and and it just everything took off. did.
0: I think everything did and, because um, it was what it's saying is Marvel Comics began in 1977, the, the Star Wars Marvel Comics, with a six-issue um, comic ab- adapt- adaptation of the film, right, and ran 107 issues until 1986.
1: That is correct. It finished in May of '86. The months before I graduated high school.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: I graduated in June of 86. So.
0: Now there's another one that's a Black, Black Thor Publishing.
1: I'm not sure about that. It says
0: released a um, released three issue. Run of a of a oh, 3D, 3D comics yeah, 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 in yeah, 1988. Yeah. Hey, I stumped yeah. you on something.
1: I no, I do. I I I I didn't research that part. I I do remember hearing about it, and that there was a 3D edition of Star Wars that they did, and there was just a couple of issues.
0: Yeah, it wasn't very many. And. um because it's saying that it ran from 1987 to 1988, so yeah, it a, maybe it wasn't the. A...
1: It was a limited run, and then you had uh, Droids and walks, which also ran in eighty seven. and it was only you know ran for like a year, year and a half. Now
0: Dark Horse, I think, had he they did it for a while. They says um, yes. says limited 19- series Star Wars Dark Empire in 1991, and ultimately produced over 100. Star Wars titles until 2014. Right.
1: And they did various things. Dark Empire was the first. Uh they didn't really do like a like a, a generic like Star Wars just like issue one through whatever. They usually did arcs. They did things like um Republic, which was about the Clone Wars, and they 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 focused on like a particular Jedi, for example, and and various other things. They they did adaptations of Timothy Zahn's. Uh, Thron Trilogy. Wow. Um, as a comic. They did um, Tales of the Jedi, which was the first look into the Old Republic. And that was uh, the Sith Wars from 5,000 years before A New Hope. And so on. They did a bunch of different so, stuff. So George allowed them to do that. Yeah, he basically signed off on it. It was a license. You know, Dark Horse carried the license to make comics from, ninety, like you said, 91 until 2014. 14.
0: But do you think that George got some of his ideas for um, the Phantom Menace from the Dark Horse
1: comics. Um, maybe, maybe not. Not necessarily. It's hard to say, um, because well, until Phantom Menace came out and the prequels came out, you know, um, he did limit what could be written in what and what time periods. So, like. He was not permitting anything before a new hope to be written, except for like the Tales of the Jedi stuff and the old Republic stuff, which took place thousands of years. Um he was waiting because he was he was contemplating making the prequels. Right. Um he actually started writing episode one in nineteen ninety-five, so he it took a few years to get it going, but you know, once he did, he, he did. And um so yeah, there were some limitations, but like the name Coruscant. Comes from uh, Timothy Zahn's trilogy. Right. It, uh, uh, Timothy Zahn basically named Coruscant.
0: It's it's kind of funny because when you're you know Timothy Zahn and the comics and also the games, the the role play games. Right. Those those all kind of contributed.
1: Oh, definitely to to the,
0: to the Phantom Menace to right. what was going on with
1: one two and three yeah just adding expanded like info just for things like worlds and planets and ships and na- just names of stuff because um the the obsession to name every character in all the films started with the rpg in part because they needed to name like well who's that guy who's sitting in the cantina in the corner that we right. don't know about because everybody wanted
0: to know and
1: what's the name of the species of the wolfman or or, or kabe even or the kabe. devil guy yeah, the Deveronians, you know, and and stuff like that. That guy cracks Trying me to... up.
0: But it but it's really cool that a lot of people from Dark Horse, from Marvel, from Timothy Zahn, they had almost the same ideas as George. Hmm. George gave them the jumping
1: the jumping point.
0: The jumping point on where on, hey, I'm gonna but it's I'm gonna expand on these. But George also said, Hey, you know what? We've got a think tank here. We got these people all involved and and having the same ideas. I think mm-hmm. that's what he really liked about about all that. that. I think that was really kind of cool. Yeah. Now here's another one, um, including there was a manga ab- adaptation mm-hmm. of Star Wars yep. of the original trilogy. A mm-hmm. manga. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I I think manga is really cool, and and just the anime style does really. Um...
0: I think of manga I think of like, you know, Japanese animation, but maybe that's why we see a lot of the Star Wars shirts and things with the Japanese writing on it. Oh yeah, I have
1: one, so, you know. Yeah. Um it really lends itself well to the Star Wars universe. Uh, uh, manga and anime style um, stuff because it's very dramatic and it has a lot of space opera kind I thought of feel. that was really cool. Um I mean George Lucas wanted, one of the original concepts was that he was going to hire a Japanese actor to play Obi-Wan. It wasn't going to be Alec Guinness. He wanted Toshiro Mifune, who's a classic Japanese actor. That would have been really cool. And, you know, he was the guy, he was was in um, uh, Yojimbo and and he was in Seven Samurai and all this. He was, you know, he was in his... It's, it's obvious 56, George 66, sat 60.
0: around on Saturday afternoon watching Japanese well, or martial or oh, arts
1: Cur- movies. Cur- well, Kurosawa films was a huge part of um, George Lucas's Diet, as well as John Ford and, and some of the other stuff. I mean, you can see little pieces. Like, you watch... A, a New Hope is the most pure of it, I think, in terms of looking at his film influences. Because yeah. you see the wide, expansive shots... like the, the desert and stuff that's straight out of john ford akira kurosawa when he made his films in japan he was also a fan of john ford so he used a lot of similar stuff and the basic story of a new hope is almost a shot for shot remake of the hidden fortress which is a kurosawa film and it's really uh and elements of hidden fortress are all over star wars r2 and 3po are two of the main characters in Hidden Fortress. They're played by people in that movie. But R2 and Three you are know, those two guys. It's 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 very obvious. That
0: you know I love I love how that all ties in. It's it's really it all threads into a you know and, and I think about you know a big quilt because it all threads oh, in and I really like that. I know I know that's kind of a weird I mean, no, way to, to do it. But you know and um it says here uh adaptation okay the Phantom Menace, okay, Disney acquires uh, Marvel in 2009 and Lucasfilms in 2012, and Star Wars Comics license returns to Marvel in 2015. So it was Dark Horse, but then goes back to Marvel. Right,
1: so Marvel gets it back, and then, so they're like, oh great, we'll just restart the line. And they did. Yes. And so, so the uh, current lineup is pretty much the, now they have, again, a titled Star Wars comic, which is basically their main through line with all of the heroes, you know, Luke and Leia and Han and all them them. Um, uh, issue one started right after A New Hope in terms of the time. Right now, they're just about into the Empire timeline. Around, and I think they're at issue 70 right now. So it's been going 70 issues, that's 5, you know, what's it, 12 times 6, 72, so... Are it's they almost out once a years. month? Yeah, it's a, okay. it's a monthly issue. And they, do, they also do an annual every year as well, which is a separate thing. Then, on top of that, they do individual story arcs and different individual characters, for example. They did two sets of Darth Vader comics. Um, In 2015, they ran a 25-issue series that took place during uh, the Rebellion Era. And then um, they did a second 25-issue series of Darth Vader that takes place right after Episode 3. It shows you how Darth Vader got his lightsaber. It shows you how he's getting used to his armor and all the different little things that kind of hook him up
0: that fill in the blanks between episode 3
1: and episode four.
0: rogue one episode 4
1: you see him building his fortress of solitude on mustafar and why he built it there and for
0: a constant reminder but anyways
1: <laughs> he, it, <laughs> there's some cool spoilers in there so Issue 25 alone is worth the price of admission, I'll say that. I have I have a physical copy of that. I tend to uh, get my comics digitally because I can't afford a lot and I don't have a lot of room. I know, but, it can
0: pile up pretty quick.
1: But um, I do have some physical copies. I have issue one. I have like four copies of issue one because I have the original mass market copy. I have a, a copy that is a copy of the – that the cover is a – Adaptation of the original 77 edition wow. cover. Then I have a Stan Sakai custom cover that's signed signed by Stan Sakai. You were there. Yes, I remember. That was that. at Long Beach Comic Con. And then um, then I have a fourth that has um, characters from the old Marvel on there. It has like Jackson and some of the stuff. And that's if you remember issues eight through. Fourteen. There's a story arc in there. Eight Against the Galaxy, I believe it's called. No, but it,
0: I was going to say, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but okay, so you have all these new Marvel comics. Now, do they stay, is the is the comics from the past still linked in with the comics from now?
1: No. The, the original series that came out in the 80s is its own thing. It is considered Legends, and so those stories technically don't count, quote-unquote. I like them. I still love them, and I, you know, they count for me. But you know, whatever. Um, the new comic, <laughs> the new comics are considered canon. They are part of the official canon storyline. They are, you know, uh, Marvel Comics um, coordinates with the Lucasfilm story group. So, what stories that they pitch and do that end up in the comics. Go through the story group and says, so like, "Okay, we're going to link this to this and this to this and that because you so you see adventures on Jeddah in the comics, and so Luke's been there, you know. So little things like that, um, and basically all of the new comics are in the canon. Uh, basically, in terms of fiction, largely speaking, all of the comics are canon, and all the new uh, novel fiction is canon." And from basically 2014 forward. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's what it said from 2014.
1: And so, um, so you know, you have the Darth Vader comics. Uh, there was a Poe Dameron series that ran for 31 issues that was really good. Um, then you had some like limited edition series. They did a Leia series for five issues. They I did remember a that. Yeah. Han Solo series for five issues. They did a Chewbacca series for five issues. Um, uh, a, 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 a one series that's been really popular and been doing really well is a original character called Dr. Afra.
0: Yeah, I've seen that.
1: She's basically space archaeologist. Um, she's kind of like an Indiana Jones character, but she's female. And she's also a ne'er-do-well that breaks the law a whole lot to do what she wants to do.
0: Sounds a little bit like Qui-Gon, but yes.
1: She's <laughs> somewhat selfish and really, really bad things happen but they turn out okay in the end for whatever reason. It's a it's a fantastic series. It's um I, I'm not even sure how many issues in it. it. it's well over thirty, I think. And I've been following it pretty closely. But
0: here and again, you know, Star Wars and, and Lucasfilms are very they're very good at putting these comics in to fill in the blanks of the movies and the books. Oh yeah, that's what's really because nice. you just can't sometimes there's you can't get it all in a book, you can't get it all in the movie, but you could get it in the comic book. Because you can break it up into many, many different issues. And I think that's kind of a, a cool thing that to be able to do. And also when you do have the comics Guess what happens? You have kids wanting to read it now. I do think that reading has gone down a bit for kids because everybody's on their phones, everybody's playing the games on their phone, so you don't see as much interest. But I I do I do hope there somehow or another there is a resurgence yeah. of kids wanting to read comics and and uh, there and again it could be digital as well. You know, oh, yeah. kids are into the digital, but. You know, either way, Disney is not going to give up. They're oh, gonna, no, no, They're no, going to no, no. try and, you know, they're going to keep going. And, I mean, I see a lot of the, the little um, Ray books, you know, for girls to to be able to read. Getting oh, yeah. people interested in reading comics. Oh, yeah. Again. They've done
1: the little golden books. Yeah. Which is in the same format mm-hmm. as the little golden books that we had as kids. Right. And mm-hmm. so they're hitting every market and in, in, in every way they can. And, like, the ones that I just announced today, you know... Many of the books that they, they're calling like the the journey to the rise of Skywalker, are for young readers. Yeah, they're not necessarily for adult readers. I mean, adult readers can read them, obviously, but um but they're they're definitely aiming for uh, a young adult crowd, young adult and child crowd. Yeah, because that
0: that's a way of getting kids interested in reading and interested in the stories, and you know, just like just like George did it in 1977 his his target group was young boys yeah. young boys are like 12 to 14 that was his target group yeah. and i and i think it has grown from there because those kids are still interested in star wars but you know now it's a different time so to get kids interested they have to go a little bit younger for target, you know, for target readers. Well, you know, and
1: that's the thing you know, when you have parents who are introducing Star Wars to their kids, you know, depending on which parent we're talking about, you know, there are some of them introduce them as young as three. Some of them wait till they're six. Some of them wait till they're nine, you know, whatever. Um, and I mean, generally, it's usually through the films first in yeah. most cases. But... The thing is now, there's so much out there. You don't necessarily have to show them the movies first. You can show, hey, here, look, there's this book. Check this out. Or, you know, we're, we're or
0: this. The little, even the little resistance show. Right,
1: right, Because
0: it's more geared... It's geared towards children. Mm-hmm. So that, that's really, really cool. But I do love that we went over the comics. Yes. You know, I like that. Um, we've done pretty much uh, everything as far as our favorite music, our favorite um, costumes. So... You know, I'm trying to think of something else for us to do. What maybe because I don't have your version of it because I've talked to the guys about it. I've talked to David and to Aaron about it. But we could do favorite books or favorite comics. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, favorite costumes oh, or yeah. favorite planets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Which would you like to do? Right now?
0: No, no, no. For our next show. Oh heck, I don't
1: know. Um, how about? I want to do favorite books.
0: Okay, we'll do favorite books. So we're going to do that next time. We'll do our favorite books. Jim's going to have a different version of what I had and what Aaron had, so that's great. So from all of us here at Radio Geonosis, we're going to end the show today. Um, please follow us on Facebook at Radio Geonosis 2.0. Please listen to our show on YouTube at Radio Geonosis. We also have an Instagram, Radio Geonosis, and Jim is working on our Twitter page.
1: Really, I am. <laughs>
0: to keep us up. So from all of us here at Radio Geonosis, we'll see you next time.
1: And may the force of others be with you.